Hebrews 11, 35b through 36. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. Jeremiah chapter 19, verses 14 through 20. Then Jeremiah came from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy. And he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to all the people, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing upon this city and upon all its towns all the disaster that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their neck, refusing to hear my words. Jeremiah 37, verse 6 through 16. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Thus shall you say to the king of Judah, who sent, uh, to me to, uh, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army that came to help you is about to return to Egypt, to its own land, and the Chaldeans shall come back and fight against this city. They shall capture it and burn it with fire. Thus says the Lord, do not, your, do not deceive yourself, saying the Chaldeans will surely go away from us, for they will not go away. For even if you should defeat the whole army of the Chaldeans who are fighting against you, and they remain of them only wounded men, every man in his tent, they would rise up and burn this city with fire. Now when the Chaldean army had withdrawn from Jerusalem at the approach of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah set out from Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin, to receive his portion there among the people. When he was at the Benjamin Gate, a sentry there named Irijah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah, seized Jeremiah the prophet, saying, You are deserting to the Chaldeans. And Jeremiah said, It is a lie. I'm not deserting to the Chaldeans. But Irijah would not listen to him and seized Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. And the officials were enraged at Jeremiah, and they beat him and imprisoned him in the house of Jonathan the secretary, for it had been made into a prison. When Jeremiah had come to the dungeon cells and remained there many days, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Really cool uh, kind of moment in scripture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of a little hidden. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people I don't think think about Jeremiah's word against the Chaldeans, or rather his word, you know, for Israel, warning them of the Chaldeans that the people <laughs> did not want to hear. Mm. Um, and I guess I would say um, that they refused to hear, even though he was obviously speaking for their good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, 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 you know, we, we've we've kind of joked around, and I know you and Will also have joked around about how we're act we're we're doing what the author of Hebrews didn't have time to do. Mm -hmm. And here, of course, we're looking at this idea of the faithful being put in prison. Um, so yeah, what are your initial thoughts on the passage? You know, the story of Jeremiah is pretty well known and regarded as, you know, Jeremiah is sort of like the suffering prophet. Right. He, he faces really immense opposition. And if you read the entire book of Jeremiah, that is uh, just, his story is kind of laced with, you know, there's these, 
different prophecies of, of judgment or redemption. Obviously, there's uh, the often quoted Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, I know the plans I right. have for you. You know, that's met by several other prophecies about God judging Israel. And yeah, it's it's laced by these real life stories that are not prophecies, but are, you know, historical accounts of Jeremiah suffering, uh, of his prophecies being destroyed and him having to reproduce them. There, There's all sorts of intense uh, persecution that he faces for bearing the word of the Lord. And, you know, I, I think as we look at Hebrews 11, you know, ultimately we're asking, what what is there to be learned about the nature of faith in these biblical people and, and these models that are being held up? And one of the sort of real life things for me that this speaks to, you know, I, I and I, I mention this pretty often, but I'm a person who's pretty given to doubt and, and unbelief just in my sort of learning to walk with the Lord. That that was one of the the big obstacles and one of the big doubts that I really held on to in my early days is, is this all just some big, you know, like self-soothing coping mechanism? Like yeah, is yeah. my faith just like this emotional crutch that makes me feel like I have like a purpose and comfort and whatever. And I just can't like man up and face reality. And what I began to realize, and I think this is why it's really good to partner with ministries like Help the Persecuted. Right, and, yeah, and yeah. people who work outside of the American church context. Right. Is, that's actually a really privileged doubt. That's right. Because what's that, what that is saying is your faith does not put you in harm's way. And right. in the, the grand the, scheme of the church, that's actually, you're in a great minority. Skeptics could only say that like to the American church. Like, exactly. don't you realize this is this or to the Western church? I mean, yeah. they, they like, could to like the Southern American church. Right. Almost. Yeah. Right. They it, could never have said it to like people in Roman times. And obviously they could, you know, I mean, I mean, I love this story. And this is an encouraging story to me. And, and, um, you know, there are just times in the Christian life. I mean, I think that's an amazing reflection. The thing that was coming to my mind, I think as a pastor is there are times where I have to say stuff that I don't want to say, hmm. you know? I mean, nobody wants to say the yeah. Chaldeans are going to burn the city. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you want to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the Chaldeans are going to retreat. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, and that's what, you know, of course, everybody wanted Jeremiah to say. Um but he was just saying what the Lord said and mm. what the Lord had said would be true. Um, and I think for me, you know, as a pastor, I mean, there are times both like in my personal pastoring of people um, that I have to say things that I know that they don't want to hear. Um, and then there are times in my like corporate pastoring of the church that I have to say things. And, and, and even like, you know, I, I'm not being, nobody's throwing me in prison. Now there may come a day. I mean, yeah. like that's not far fetched, right? I mean, sure, sure. Yeah. Christians are thrown in prison all over the world all the time yeah. for declaring the truth of God. Um, but I mean, I certainly, you know, have like had friendships break or people that I care about kind of, um, you know, quick come to the church or kind of distance themselves from me or whatever because of things that, you know, I just can't get around biblically. I just, mm -hmm. you know, this mm -hmm. is just what God has said here. And yeah. it's not popular. It's not something, I mean, personally, it's not even like a message that I'm like, 
you know, I, I try to obviously see the beauty in everything that God declares. But I mean, some of the things is just like, uh, you know, yeah. I struggle with this too. Like the doctrine of hell, like that's a, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, I kind of struggle with that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but I believe it because it's clearly in scripture and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something I like wish is true, but it's just is true. And, you know, if you, if you don't, if we don't declare that, mm-hmm. then, you know, we're not being faithful. I mean, it's, it's just like here, like, like I wish the Chaldeans were <laughs> not going to burn the city. I wish that there was no hell. I wish there was no consequence for sin. I, you know, I wish a lot of things, but, you know, I think the man of God is the one that can speak directly and clearly um, into uh, the truth of God into a situation. And yeah. I think a lot of times that takes great courage. And, and obviously Jeremiah is a, he's a great model to us in that, even though it cost him greatly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what you're modeling kind of in saying that is it's, it's faith. Part of faith is subjecting your will to God's will. And, That's right. And your desires to God's uh, righteous desires and recognizing that our thoughts are not God's thoughts that we can't comprehend. Only the spirit of God can comprehend God's thoughts. And and if and if you're doing that, then that's not psychological therapy. Yeah. yeah in fact, it's yeah, the opposite. Yeah. Like you're, you're putting yourself in more anxiety, more fear and yeah. more stress because you actually have a real relationship with a living God. Sure. Yeah. For Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.